Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. I just want to let you listeners out there know that Sophie and I are two single mothers and as you can probably hear there are some gorgeous little voices in the background and that is because Sophie and I are two single mothers with no help on a Tuesday afternoon so seeing as it is the Easter holidays and a very merry Easter to all of you out there I hope you've eaten lots and lots of chocolate there may be a little bit of background sound in the shape of our three gorgeous boys who are having a play date Very warm welcome to Keeping It Real by Caroline and Sophie. Hello, and welcome. real it really is, especially for me who um, I've had four hours sleep last night, three hours sleep the night before as we were leaving Dubai. And um, I did a post this morning on my Instagram, which I have to say has had the most incredible response about how... When you're feeling so exhausted and the day starts with you knowing that you're going to be so tired because you've hardly slept at all, I made this very conscious decision this morning that I wasn't going to feel as if my chin was stuck in my shoes. Quite on the contrary, I was going to make the best of it. So I had literally done six loads of washing. I had unpacked all of our luggage, washed everything, pressed everything for Alexander who went back to boarding school, Plus, I had made breakfast. Plus, I had done all the mail from the last 10 days by the time it was 8 a.m. And I felt pretty good about it. Now, I want to hear how Sophie's doing. She's moved house since I saw her last. Well, I can definitely hear you on the no sleep factor. I rather like you, and I know we share a very similar trait in that we're both quite OCD. So when I moved house, not only was it a very emotional performance and procedure for me, but it was also just being surrounded by boxes. And I've always in the past had people help with the packing, but this time I just had one person and packed up my entire house with one other person. I have to say though, on the upside of that, although I didn't sleep till probably three o'clock every morning and for a week, I think I probably had a couple of hours sleep a night because I just had so much anxiety uh, being surrounded by boxes, thinking, what have I got to do? What have I got to move? This is going to kill me. Am I going to do it? Can I get through this? All those things going through your head. And I, God, did I have highs and lows, as you well know, because you were on the receiving end of quite a few lows. Yeah, I got a text message from Sophie, the most adorable text message, midday of the first day that Sophie was packing up her house. And she just wrote, I've just had to go upstairs and I've had to hide somewhere so I could have a little bit of a cry. And I, of course, called Sophie immediately, who just burst into tears and said, you know what? It is so hard letting go of the memories. It is so hard to let go of such a big part of your life. Yeah. 
And I've got to say, I totally empathize with you. I really do. So how are you feeling now? I think the letting go bit was really brutal this time because I'd already moved from my marital home with my ex-husband. And this was my new beginning. This was my new chapter. And I thought I'd be in this house for quite a long time. And it just didn't work out that way. It was costing me so much money to run the house, to pay the bills. And I've got other things that I want to be doing with my cash rather than just surviving. So I had to take that horrible decision that I had to move again. And I felt like a bit of a failure. I know I'm not now, but in that moment when I was letting go of memories and packing up boxes and going from quite a nice sized house to really a, a quite a spatially challenged house it was really hard and I kept thinking why am I doing this I'm 42 years old what how did I get to this place now in my life why you know I've been there in my early 20s when I was living in a shoebox and thinking well this is just temporary and it's going to get bigger and better but now coming at coming at it from the other side being a 42 year old mother of two single mother of two I just thought my god where am I going? But I'm I'm happy to say that once I'd put my feet in my front door of my new house and I'd seen the results of the painter and decorator and it was looking more like my home rather than some alien, you know, property to me, I actually now feel like I can adjust really quite well to this. And the funny thing is, is that we all think we need so much space and we really don't. It makes me think about this fear factor, because underlying, I think, is fear. Fear that what you're going into is not going to be as good as where you've come from. And I actually think that that fear factor is something that holds a lot of people back. as I've been luxuriously lounging in Dubai for the last eight, nine days, which I've got to say has been completely incredible. It wasn't for lack of want that we didn't record a podcast when I was in Dubai. We actually tried for what was almost two and a half hours in various locations. The thing is, in Dubai, you aren't allowed to do a WhatsApp call. And we tried FaceTiming, we tried everything possible and we just couldn't get the connection. We tried for two and a half hours. So we will bring you up to date on everything that happened in Dubai for our next recording. It's the first time in years that I have allowed myself to have a holiday where I wasn't actually writing a book or designing a new collection of homeware or committed to some other project that required me working for X amount of hours every single day. This holiday was to completely recharge, relax, and enjoy spending time with my boys. It's the first time that I've gone on holiday with my boys on their own. My daughter went for the first time also uh, to spend some alone time with her daddy. And it's, although unusual uh, and never tried before, it's actually been really rather wonderful. But whilst I was away, um, 
absolutely gratefully enjoying warmth in sun rays because my gosh, has it been a long, long winter. And do nothing is really, really important. And it was really special time. But while I was there, I had a lot of feedback from a lot of you wonderful listeners out there. I heard from so many of you sitting in situations where you feel so frightened. And so many of you asked me to both ask myself and Sophie where we found the strength to empower ourselves to leave a life, a situation that didn't make us happy. So I'm going to pose that question to Sophie first of all. Well, I think it's a massive question and I think we all handle it in very different ways. I think making that decision is the hardest thing to do because once you've made it, it's done and it's final and then you make the next steps. So it's really coming to the reality that you have to make a decision. And I think that comes with time. The moment that I felt more alone in the room of the person than I did on my own, I knew that it was time to be on my own. I totally agree with that. And I think for me, it was really two years in the making. I mean, in, in the making or the breaking, I should say. Um, the first year I was in denial. In fact, for, for pretty much most of my marriage, I was in denial. I thought I could make it better by doing various things. And of course, it always ended up the same way in a row over nothing. Because when you're not getting on with somebody, you row over absolutely everything. And then the time I spent alone, I would fester and be miserable all the time on my own. And I think I went out and sought some help. I went to go and see a lovely therapist who I talked to because I felt like I needed some outside help and guidance. And I obviously spoke to my mother and my close friends. But I think in that situation, you really just need to to feel like you're being looked after and you feel like you're making the right decisions. And it took me two years to build up the courage to sit down with my ex-husband and say, this is so wrong and this isn't going anywhere. And he was the, ultimately the person that made the end decision. He left eventually because he was miserable, but as a result of our misery together, and actually there's nothing worse than being in an environment that is negative and pulls you down because it holds you back from doing absolutely everything, from being a good mother, from being a career woman, from being happy, for having your confidence. It strips you really bare of all of those things. But yet it takes a huge amount of courage to stand up and say it's not working and I'm leaving. So it's not a decision you can make lightly. You know, you, you have the, your children in the back of your mind the whole time. The disappointment, the letdown, the... It's, it's, it's heart-wrenching when you think about the children. That, for me, was the really the hardest bit about it all. But I, I do believe that as a result of our separation, me and my boys are much happier now than we've ever been. Don't you also think that one of the great fear factors is how am I going to survive financially? I remember that was one of my fear factors because I had been married and I wasn't working for the for the years that I was married. I was a housewife, absolutely, and a mother. And where I come from in my upbringing, this is really quite normal. And all of a sudden I knew that in order for me to 
really have the freedom to make decisions that did not require anyone else's permission. I knew that I needed to be financially independent. And so whilst I knew that there was a very large chance that my marriage was going to fall apart, I started being very open to the idea of opening. And I actually got my first job a few days prior to splitting up with my ex-husband. And that was simply because I knew that I needed to know that I was going to be safe financially, that I was going to be able to pay my bills for the next year. I got my first TV show and that, uh, fortunately, I knew was enough to take me over for the, for the upcoming year. It's obviously one of the biggest fear factors that you go through is, is how am I going to survive on my own? One income, but with two mouths to feed and a much larger bill than I would have had as a single woman before I got married. I, ha I, have my, I owned my own flat. My bills were manageable. I lived to my means and it was quite straightforward. Whereas when you have children and school fees and extra food and I have a live and au pair who also, you know, I provide food for an accommodation and everything else that goes with that. And then there's the, you know, the running costs of the, what the children do, the activities, the petrol going to go and stay with people in the country, the holidays, which I'm afraid for me have really had to take a back seat, which was actually one of the other reasons that I wanted to move house because I did want to free up some of my cash. I didn't want to constantly be only surviving and not able to do anything fun with the children. And it's a massive part of our life that we really had to give up last year. And that's why I'm asking you this question, Sophie, because saying that, you know, you, you've, you've had to downgrade simply because the funds available have become smaller. And what's really interesting here, I think, is that when I see you now, two weeks into your move, looking as beautiful and sparkly as ever, and I've seen the boys, and they look so happy, and the big question is, it's okay, to have downgraded sometimes. It's okay. And sometimes you may feel as if you're about to have a breakdown because you're taking what feels like a few steps back. But in fact, it might be the breakthrough that you need. And all of a sudden, less becomes more because you realize that you don't need all the things that, that we hold on to so tightly in life. But actually, we don't need them. I think that's a really, really good point. I think, you know, the fear factor, obviously, when you're making a change is huge, whether it's a change up or down or sideways or wherever it is, even a change, the thought of actually getting married again to me is absolutely terrifying. I mean, I would hate to go through this process ever again. That's so funny you say that because the thought of getting married to me is like so exciting. I would love to get married again. I don't find it remotely frightening. The only thing that I find frightening is, is he out there? Is wow. he out there? Yeah, that's a very big question as well. <laughs> but um, no, I just, I, I think because I'm probably not at your stage yet. And I, I've now done this move. I have to say that if it was brutal and I hated doing it and the process was horrendous. And I had the biggest lows and highs of my life. But now I'm there and I can look around and think, my God, why was I so concerned about my dining table that seats 10? Why do I need to have 10 people for dinner? Why don't I just hunker down with the people that mean the most to me and really make a great life for us, go on holidays, go out for dinner, spend that extra cash on investing in my business, get my rollers off the ground, 
free myself up a little bit. And I, I actually feel so unshackled by letting go of all those things. And even though in the moment I didn't want to let go, I, I wanted to press the pause button. I think when I spoke to you on the phone, I was having a mini panic attack because I thought to myself, how can I press just pause in this moment in time so that I don't have to make the decision right now? I just want to delay it. Even if it's for a day, I want to delay the process that I'm going through now. What I think is magical in life and what I think is the whole purpose of life is love. It's the only and one single reason that we're here on this glorious planet. Although I believe that life is long, a lot of people say that life is short, but life is actually really long. And I just think it's very important to live it as honestly and as happily as you possibly can, which is also one of the reasons why I think whatever job it is you're doing, whatever it is your passion is, make sure that it is your passion. Make sure that it is something that you really enjoy because if you enjoy it, chances are that you're going to be really good at it. And if you're really good at it, it's going to make you feel even better. And when you feel even better, somehow the world becomes even more brighter. And the more it, you, you get into this positive circle, which is so incredibly fantastic. And all I ask you guys out there is just now and again, check in and just ensure that what you're doing is really what makes you happy. The friends that you're hanging out with, are they really the ones that you've always wanted to have in your life romantically, but also, you know, as in old friends? I didn't quite cover it on the on the financial side when you're splitting up with your um, partner or ex-husband. I've done odd jobs to pay bills in between. So my profession is an interior designer, but I've written a column for somebody. I've done somebody's blog for them. I've got extra cash in my pocket when I've needed it. And there is no shame in doing that. If you cannot follow your passion at that particular time, but you need an out, you can look in the back of the newspaper, you can sign up with a recruitment agency, whatever it is you need to do in that moment to make sure that you have enough cash to pay those bills. You just have to do it. Now, I'm not saying you have to do that job forever because I, I would hate to give you advice to go out and do a job that's painfully dull for you to have to sit there and pay your bills with because that is no life. But once you've built up enough money in the pot, you can then follow your passions again. And for me, I, I had to do, I, I kept on with my interior decorating, which I did in the evenings. And in the daytime, I might have had to do a few other things, but they were all things that were going to help top up my income when I was on a lull. And that's a really important thing to say, because there is absolutely no shame with saying, I need a bit more extra income at the moment. I'm going to go out there. I'm going to find it. And you should feel proud of yourself that you're making that executive decision and you're in control of it. The worst thing to do is let the finances be in control of you so you end up drowning in bills and thinking, how the heck am I going to pay them? Because as a single mother, there is no one else to fall back on apart from you. And you have to make sure that you're in control of that. And the only way to do that is to do extra jobs, extra work, stay up. You know, when I first separated from Alex, I was up till probably two or three in the morning, 
you know, working on interior clients to get things done, to get schemes out, you know, and, and people would say, my God, you've turned that around so quickly. And I couldn't say, well, it's because I need the cash. But I would literally be turning jobs around in a week for people because I wanted that money to come into my bank account. I needed it to pay my phone bill, to pay, put petrol in my car, to, you know, to pay the water and the council tax and everything else because those bills, they get big. And if you don't pay them monthly, you end up drowning. I also think it's really important that when you do feel like you're drowning and we have all been there. We have all had days where we felt so blue that we didn't know what to do with ourselves. But I've got to say that days of feeling blue, fortunately for me, happen very, very rarely. But I remember at times when days were really, really tough. One thing that I would do that really, really helped me was I would put on one of my favorite songs and it could be everything from Girls Just Want to Have Fun to the whole Pretty Woman soundtrack, which I absolutely love. And I would start doing something so silly. Me, myself and I feeling completely blue. For example, play Girls Just Want to Have Fun and I would grab a hairdryer and I would stand in front of the mirror and I would start singing my heart out. And I've got to say that something chemically happened inside my body and I think that goes for everyone. And what's very important about this is that I think you also exude how you feel and I very much believe in the laws of attraction and I do think everyone, of course, is allowed to have a time where they feel really down and just want the whole world to go away. But I think as soon as you're ready and want to start turning things around, I think you need to kind of give yourself a push to find that happiness. And once you do, once you start making yourself happy by doing something lovely for yourself and even something as silly as singing into a hairdryer or just making yourself a glorious bath with two cheap roses that you bought on the street and putting the rose petals into the bath and lighting some candles and putting on a magical song and actually spending a little bit of time valuing yourself that will magnify itself people will see that and all of a sudden you will exude a positivity that people want to be around and it's quite remarkable how all of a sudden that job you were looking for is going to land on your table that friend you were looking for is going to arrive at your door that love that you wanted to meet is going to be standing right next to you in a bar the next time you go out For me, when I was in those really low moments, when I didn't know whether I should leave my husband or he was going to leave me and what to do and my finances, I would always turn to a best friend or my mother. And it is so important to have your core group of best friends around you all the time, even if it's one person or two person or preferably three in case one of them is at work, the other one can't pick up, just to have a a handful of really, really good friends to say, today I'm drowning. Can we have a coffee? Can we have a glass of wine? D distract me. Tell me something funny. My girlfriends are amazing at telling me funny stories. Most of them are actually single mothers now themselves, or they've never actually got married. But they've always got time for me, and I will always have time for them. And they really have been my backbone throughout everything. And I think at the end of the day, what one really needs to hear is, 
everything's going to be okay. Because, guys, everything is always okay. Even the darkest, longest tunnel, there will always be a light. There will always be a solution. The sun will come out again. I guarantee you it will. It always does. And I just think very often, fearing your fear is more scary than actually just facing your fear. I know we've got a lot of young, wonderful, gorgeous listeners out there who haven't even been close to getting married. And Sophie and I also really wanted to talk to you guys about the importance of enjoying being young and really living life to the full before you go and make that huge commitment, which it is when you get married. And I've got to say, you know what, I was in my very early 20s when I got married and I didn't know myself particularly well. And what I think is really important for all of you out there is to really go and experience yourself, try yourself out, find out who you really are, what really makes you happy, both career-wise, but also in friendship and eventually in love, and not to compromise. And I also think it's really, really important to be very, very honest and very, very transparent because when you're trying not to hurt someone else's feelings, you're hurting yourself even more. There is always a kind and gentle way of saying no, but I think one of my life's greatest lessons has definitely been learning to be faithful to myself, learning to really understand what I want and what I need, defining the difference between pleasing other people because you think that's what's going to make you really happy when in fact the only one that's really going to make you happy is you. And also I think a really good point there is we grow up so much and we change so much. There are so many different chapters of our lives. The way I was in my early 20s is very different to how I was in my early 30s. And again, in my early 40s, we go through so many different transitions in our lives. And we end up, I mean, I have to say that we end up just a slightly growing out of people as well and I was madly in love when I was in my early 20s with somebody who I thought I would marry I was absolutely deeply head over heels in love with somebody and traveling with them and moved to New York with them and it was just a whirlwind and I was so heartbroken more heartbroken probably than I've ever been in my entire life separation was different because it was heartbreaking for my children more than it was the breaking up of my husband. In fact, when my husband and I did break up, I'd already gone through all the heartache in our marriage. You were actually already healing your wounds while you were in your marriage. You were actually going through the whole thing. Yes. I think what happened was when I realized my marriage was breaking down, for the first, the, for, for the reality of the fact it was breaking down was incredibly painful and I'd cry myself to sleep most nights and my ex-husband would deal with it in a very different way. He'd go out of the house and leave me for a couple of days and come back a couple of days later. You know what? I used to lay in the bath every night and I would cry in the bath because my face was wet. I could just say that I had washed my face with bath water, but I would cry in the bath every single night and I did that for over a year. And I, 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 I hear you, and it's such a brutal thing to have to go through, but I shed all my tears 
in that two years of my marriage going down the hill. And I think by the time Alex and I actually separated physically and he moved out, it was almost like a relief to me because I didn't have to go through that heartache on a daily basis. And I think that everybody was waiting for me to go through that crying and pain and, you know, why isn't she so devastated that her marriage is put up? And the, the real truth is, is I'd done my suffering. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. So if when you and I were in our late teens, early 20s, you know, it wasn't really appropriate to go and have lots of boyfriends. You know, you were kind of, I've, I've been brought up in a way that, you know, you've really got to take care of your reputation and a slut will always be a slut. So I was really so shy. I didn't have my first boyfriend till I was 18 years old. And I had two or three boyfriends before I got married. And I remember feeling really guilty that I had two or three boyfriends before I got married because it was just not the done thing in those days. And I've got to say, not that you need to go out there and be a big slut, but I do think it's really important to go out there and also through love and romance, you've got to experiment. You've got to find out who you are. And it's only by trying a little bit of this and a little bit of that that you're going to find out who you are and what you need and what really matters to you. And it doesn't mean that you're a slut. I'm not saying go and sleep with 100 people in 100 days, quite on the contrary. But, you know, go out there and live a little because it's not – I don't believe that anyone – should be allowed to judge anyone. And it's quite funny because as we were growing up, men were allowed to date around as much as they wanted to, but girls weren't allowed to, of course, always be careful around yourself and don't give yourself to just anybody. Um, I do think it's very important to have that self-worth and self-value at the end of the day. But I think it's also really important to, if you meet someone and you think, hey, I want to get to know you, go and get to know that person. And if it doesn't work out in two months, then walk away from it and be open to something else. And if it means that you're going to have to kiss 30 frogs before you find your prince or even 50 frogs for that matter, go kiss those 50 frogs and don't feel bad about it. Because you know what? You are probably more likely to go and find your prince. I think another point to put in there is everybody makes mistakes. Listen, I look back on some of my relationships and I think, God, what did I ever see in that person? But in that moment in time, they were great and I was loving life. And then they might not end up being the person that you're going to marry and fall in love with. But it's part of your journey and part of your makeup. And I had my heart broken so badly in my early 20s. I didn't ever think I'd get over it. And I became a much stronger, wiser person as a result of it quite early on in my life. So I'm actually glad that happened to me. It opened my eyes. I wasn't so trusting and naive in the end. And I was to begin with. But, you know, do I regret being trusting and naive? Not for one minute. Because in that moment, I thought 
I was in heaven. I don't believe that there are any mistakes, really. I really do believe that that it's all about lessons. It's all about getting to know yourself. And it's all about getting to the point where you can create the best life possible for you and eventually for your family. And actually, I do have to go back to, you know, my, my even though my husband's and I's marriage didn't work out, what he taught me was how to trust again. Because for quite a long time, I didn't have trust in my relationships, or at least I didn't think I was able to have it. What Alex gave me, even though our marriage didn't work out and we both disappointed each other in many, many ways, was he actually made me see that you could trust a man and he was never going to do the things that had been done to me before. And for that, I'm truly thankful, as well as having my two beautiful boys. Um, so it is, it is about venturing out there, going with your heart sometimes, being a bit risky, taking challenges, taking risks and living life to the absolute full so that you don't feel held back by anything. And if you're sitting there in your car right now or on your treadmill or lying in bed and you're thinking that, you know what, I want to have some fun, I suggest that you send a text or call a friend and say, let's go have some fun. But this is all for now, folks. We can't wait to speak to you again soon. And thanks again for all your wonderful, wonderful, wonderful comments on Instagram, all your wonderful direct messages and all the hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of subjects that we will be talking about along the way. Thank you from our bottom of our hearts for listening. We really, really do appreciate Lots of love. Big kiss. Bye. Pretty woman walking down the street. Pretty woman the kind I like to meet Pretty woman I don't believe you You're not the truth No one could look as good as you Mercy Pretty woman Won't you pardon me Pretty woman I couldn't help but March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. 
Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.